everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. to Reddit Studio at E3. I'm your host, Jackie Jing, and let me start by saying I am stoked to be here. This is the launch event of Reddit Studio, which will come to life during different cultural moments and events throughout the year, giving you a sneak peek at the insider conversations that you'll only see on Reddit. Now, E3 is the world's biggest video game event of the year, and if there's one thing we know about Redditors, it's that they know gaming. And Reddit has thousands of communities dedicated to all kinds of gaming conversations from the general r slash gaming which has 29.7 million yes million active gamers to game specific subreddits like r slash league of legends which has an impressive 5.2 million gamers reddit is where all the major gaming conversations happen unfiltered so it's no surprise that when it comes to the biggest video game event of the year redditors are all over it from their E3 predictions to thoughtful comments and posts on the industry as a whole to tips and tricks to master that next level or defeat that boss, Reddit has it all. During our two days of coverage, Reddit Studio will bring you an inside look from industry experts, developers, and leaders who are quite literally changing the game. Get it? Okay, bad joke. Anyway, we will be talking about emerging trends, the evolution of gaming, and what it all means for the future of our industry. Throughout it all, we will be tracking the biggest and boldest conversations in gaming unfolding here on Reddit, giving you the tea on what Redditors really have to say about E3 news. Today is our E3 pre-show. We're recording this early and making our best bets on what's to come. We'll give a rundown on everything that we're excited about. The title announcements, we predict are coming, and what all of our Redditors are talking about. So, check back with us during our live E3 roundup on June 16th at 11 a.m. PT to see how our Redditors fared with their predictions. Ooh, let's see how they did. Well, without further ado, let's get to it. Our first segment is what we're calling Reddit T at E3. That rhymes. 
I know, we're cute. We'll take you through the titles that have Reddit buzzing in the lead up to E3 and some of the gaming topics that are top of mind for Redditors as well. As early as pretty much the day after the last E3 in 2019, we saw our communities on Reddit start to guess what's coming for the next E3 and what announcements around their favorite games would be next. And Redditors are quirky, fun, energetic, and imaginative. Let's look at some of the top mentioned titles and threads to see what our gamers are predicting. There are rumors that Halo Infinite will appeal to longtime fans of the franchise, possibly bringing back some older features. Redditors are speculating that the E3 presentation may focus on multiplayer. <laughs> Battle Royale, please, I'm on it. And most fans aren't expecting story info at this time. But even small Halo news is big. Halo was that one console exclusive that made people buy an Xbox. This is an IP that created some of the greatest FPS shooter maps ever made. So any Halo Infinite news, we are hyped. <laughs> Gamers are grabbing scraps of information wherever they can about Forza Horizon 5. Not even Hot Wheels toys are safe, apparently. On the 22nd of May, VGC came out with an article reporting a collab between Hot Wheels and Forza Horizon happening later this year. The desert background on the packaging could be another confirmation of the Mexican setting and some real momentum on the Horizon front. Why would you go to the trouble to tease all this out and leave all these breadcrumbs if you weren't planning on releasing the game this year? I think we might hear some real news about Forza Horizon 83. It's been three decades since the first Elder Scrolls came out, and somehow it seems like longer than that since we heard anything about Elder Scrolls 6. And this gap in time did not go unnoticed on Reddit. User u slash modal1 submitted this post on May 26, but that has not stopped the hype. Normally, there's a new Elder Scrolls game that's out when new consoles launch. We know Bethesda announced the next Elder Scrolls game back in 2018. That being said, it looks like a new Elder Scrolls game is probably years away. The game is going to run on a completely new engine. Now, Todd Howard cited creative burnout as teams were rotated between Elder Scrolls and Fallout games in a recent interview with IGN. That's before we even consider how Starfield fits in the mix. Speaking of Starfield... What's your deal? It's been 25 years since Bethesda launched a new series, so needless to say, this is a big deal. It also won't carry some of the same baggage that... Fallout 76 carried as an online-only game. Starfield is going to be a single-player game. It might not be in the same universe as Fallout or Elder Scrolls, but we know Bethesda knows how to make huge worlds for players to get lost in, so super excited about it. Will we get gameplay footage or a release date for the new game? And will any of that news be potentially diminished by any buzz around Elder Scrolls 6? We shall see. Elden Ring from software went all in on the less is more approach. Elden Ring information has been scant to say the least, scant to the point of dang near non-existence to be honest. The last time we saw anything was 2019. So what does a community built around a game like this do for two years? A little bit of this, and this, and definitely this. There are, however, strong indicators that we might hear an announcement soon. From Software's parent company, Katakawa Corporation, recently released their financial results, which strongly suggest a new game title will be released during the current fiscal year, which ends March 31st of 2022. 
Katakawa also confirmed that some of their games face setbacks in development because of COVID-19. But the question remains, will we actually find anything out about Elden Ring at E3 this year? Will we see gameplay footage? Can a girl get a release date at least? The Bondi Namco announcement post for E3 got almost 7,000 upvotes in r slash Elden Ring about a month ago. So safe to say Reddit is waiting with bated breath, and no matter which way it goes, we'll be covering what Redditors have to say. Revealed on Twitter and covered in r slash Nintendo, the Nintendo Direct will be followed by three hours of gameplay in the Nintendo Treehouse live show. According to an IGN article, as with most Nintendo Direct announcements, the company gave no further details as to what fans can expect from Nintendo's E3 2021 show, but many will undoubtedly be hoping for updates on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, a possible new Mario game, a potential celebration of The Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary, Bayonetta 3, and much more. It did say that the Direct will be focused exclusively on hashtag Nintendo Switch software, mostly released in 2021. With no new news about Breath of the Wild coming out since the 2019 teaser, fans on Reddit have been venting their frustrations on stock images. Like this. The lack of any real news about the game didn't stop Breath of the Wild 2 from trending on Twitter Wednesday, June 2nd, though. So where is all this buzz coming from? Now, Nintendo did say that the Nintendo Direct presentation for E3 would focus more on games releasing this year, but that still leaves the door open for other titles. In addition to release date news or hopes for gameplay footage, there's a lot of curiosity about the structure of the game itself. Firstly, Breath of the Wild 2 is a direct sequel, and direct sequels in Zelda games don't really happen. So what does that mean for legendary items like the Master Sword? Far Cry 6, here's what we know. The game takes place on the fictional island of Yara, the Ubisoft equivalent of Cuba. Navid Kavari from Ubisoft said the game is about the conditions that lead to a rise in fascism in a nation. We also know that they went to Cuba and interviewed actual guerrilla fighters who fought in the revolution. But I don't know, y'all. Just from the trailers alone, Giancarlo Esposito, I'm here for Far Cry 6. I hope we see a ton. Back for Blood is a lot like Left 4 Dead, but it's not a direct sequel because Valve still owns the franchise rights. That's a long story. We won't get into that. The good news is that an open beta for Back for Blood should be coming out in the summer. Now, the early sentiment of Back for Blood on Reddit has been mixed. Uh, they've been dropping a lot of gameplay and teasers and trailers. They're definitely excited about it, but do you think Turtle Rock can do enough today to turn some fans around? All right, folks, the full schedule has been revealed, and we know that Square Enix will be presenting June 13th at 1215 PT. Mark your calendars. And they have confirmed a new world premiere along with Life is Strange Two Colors and Marvel's Avengers. Okay, so what's the 411? All we know is that the new game is from the Eidos Montreal office, and there's going to be a Babylon's Fall update. Marvel's Avengers expansion is titled Black Panther War for Wakanda, and that is coming from Crystal Dynamics. A lot of people hyped about Life is Strange True Colors and also Life is Strange Remastered Collection, and obviously Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16 
Are we going to see more gameplay? Are we going to get new knowledge on this game that we are all looking forward to so much? And we can't sleep on Final Fantasy VII either. Um, Yuffie is going to be the protagonist this time. And we've seen a lot of the gameplay and have gotten some little hints and sneak peeks. But the more, the better. So definitely a lot of eyes on Square Enix. They're going to be announcing a ton of stuff. Really excited about that. Here's the thing, since the new Ratchet & Clank is releasing June 11th, the day before E3, we might not hear all too much about it, or Sony for that matter. There was a lot of buzz before E3 that Sony might skip it altogether. If you look at the confirmed partners ESA shared, you won't see Sony's name anywhere on the list. This is also not unprecedented. The truth is we might have to wait for the next Sony State of Play event to know the status of a lot of great titles. So fans of God of War 2 Ragnarok might have to sit on their hands speculating over the September 2020 trailer for a while longer. We are recording this on June 4th, and I cannot wait to see where these predictions land. Were we right, wrong, or totally off base? Check back with Reddit Studio on June 16th at 11 a.m. PT for our live E3 roundup show to see how we did. Redditors redditing about E3 aren't just talking about predictions, though. They are talking about their passion, their love. A post by youfawas121 in r slash PC gaming talks all about the future of gaming, with Redditors debating where the priorities are for developers and where gamers think they should be. Some people even chime in with old games they feel still hold up because of the great animations or physics, even when the graphics themselves aren't great. It's conversations like this in gaming that get people excited because they can envision where the industry is heading and discuss changes that they think would improve the industry they care so much about. While the big argument could be made for the future of gaming being all about the cinematics and high-def features, let's not forget about some of the gaming classics that people still get super hyped on. You slash Koifish underscore Coyote poses the question on r slash ask Reddit asking what's an old game you want a modern remake of and Redditors have so much to say from mercenaries for PS2 to no one lives forever too. So many titles listed and the comments provide insight into what older or aging games the community wants to see remade. A post from you slash retro and uwu24 in r slash Nintendo echoes this sentiment talking about the genuine excitement around more retro-focused release announcements. Retro isn't the only one getting nostalgia feels. You slash iFrag Families offers up an endearing story about how playing Left 4 Dead in their living room with their parents helped them conquer their fear of zombies, and it's a memory that to this day sticks with them. Another Reddit user chimed in with a great story about how when he and his wife started dating, they replayed a few of the first Ratchet and Clank series, taking turns back and forth. And they continue the process with each new one as they come out. Love these stories from Reddit. Games should be enjoyed together and help create memories. With all we've seen people deal with in the last year, it really helps solidify why gaming is so much bigger than the games themselves. That's why we want to focus a spotlight on some really important work from the Game Changer Charity. Now, if you haven't heard of this amazing organization yet, it is a nonprofit dedicated to improving the lives of isolated, hospitalized kids through the use of technology and games. Jim Carroll recently did an AMA where Redditors asked him all about Game Changer to learn more, and I want to take a moment to highlight three of the questions posed and the answers Jim gave. First up, you slash Captain Sparkles asked about content creation tools on Game Changer. 
I think this piece is really cool because while Game Changer is primarily a nonprofit, it is also a tech platform that's super accessible since it's cloud-based, ad-free, and is given away for free to hospitals and the kids they're caring for. So with the tech available on the platform, it gives options for kids to play their favorite games, but also become the creators themselves to really tap into their imaginations and transport themselves to another world with gaming. Using your imagination as a kid is so important, and especially for kids who aren't able to play outside and play with their friends and family, it gives these kids a chance to just be kids where they would otherwise not be able to. And Reddit's very own you slash spez asked Jim what he's most proud of as he looks back on the last 15 years and what he hopes to achieve in the next 15 years. In Jim's reply, he talks about the role of caregivers, hospital workers, and the gaming community all really lending support to the initiative, which really drove home for him this interaction between healing and gaming. And as for the future, Jim hopes to inspire some of the biggest gaming firms in the world to pitch into a conspiracy of good, a new breed of charity that leverages tech gaming and innovation to be part of something bigger than ourselves to create a trusted place where gamers and their families can pitch in to impact those who need our support most directly. I think after this past year, we could all use a conspiracy of good. And finally, you slash Captain Energy asked what people can do to get involved beyond just donating. Our big call to action here is to just help get the Game Changer story out there. Be sure to follow the Game Changer charity social handles, which are linked on the Reddit studio at E3 Event Hub. And thank you, Jim, for all that you do. Up next, I'll be joined by Andre Van Roon, VP of Game Direction on League of Legends, and Imran Kidwai, a digital and social director at Madwell working on Verizon Games, to talk about gaming and connection. Plus, their thoughts and predictions for E3 this year. We'll see you back here after this break. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.